Chris Carino, the radio voice of the Nets on WFAM, and a WFUV alum. Chris, thanks for coming on with us. How are you today? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for coming on again. So, Chris, the Nets, they've won six out of eight, and all those games, actually, all those wins have come pretty handily. Do you think this is the best the Nets have played this season? Uh, you know, the, uh, to say it's the best they've played all year, they've had other runs throughout the year where they played very well, got big wins on the road. Uh, I think a problem with this team over the season has been a bit of inconsistency where they've had flashes of brilliance and then have had some head-scratching losses. Uh, but I, I think, you know, when you look at overall what they've been able to do over the last few months, a slow build to 12 games over 500. It's, it's the, the most they've been over 500 since the end of the 05-06 season. Uh, they end in now a, a franchise record playoff drought with a clinch uh, on Thursday when they weren't even playing. Uh, I, I do think that specifically the way they're playing on the road uh, should have net fans very confident in this team. It's a veteran team that's playing well on the road, that's starting to come together, that's starting to believe they can, they can really compete with anybody. And, and I think it's a, it's a good place they're in right now. Uh, now they're in the middle of a big road trip here, so uh, the schedule is going to get a little more difficult as they get through this weekend and, and over the course of the next week. And I, I, I think when you look at a lot of NBA teams, including the Nets, when they get some success they can build on it and make a run but sometimes it can go the other way too one bad game could could make you slip and you lose three or four and then suddenly out the outlook looks a lot different so i think they got a big week coming up of Mm -hmm. tough games on the road and i think we'll really learn a a lot about where they are in another week well you uh mentioned the road trip they've got seven and nine on the road they've won and two big road wins the last couple of nights um do you think this – how does the team feel about this road trip? Is this a measuring stick for them, or are they saying this is just another couple games, uh, just business as usual? Well, I think, you know, initially they weren't that excited about having to go out on the road for 13 days uh, this late in the season when you're trying to sort of rest up and, uh, and, and rev it up toward the postseason. I think a lot of teams would rather be home, allow some time to practice, but – I think when they, you know, kind of came to terms with this is the schedule and this is what we have to what we have to do and this is what we have to to put up with here, they've they've kind of looked at it as a chance to come together as a team. And you know, there are some days off. Uh, there's a chance maybe to rest up on the road where you don't rest up at home. Uh, it's not that grueling a trip early. It gets that way later on. The last four days of the trip. Uh, are you know three and four nights at Portland, Denver, and Utah. So that's you know it's a pretty daunting three-game stretch there on the road in four days. But overall, you know they've had a couple of days here in LA. Play the Clippers tonight. Go to Phoenix tomorrow. Then have a couple of days off again. Uh, so it's a, it's a team that's played well on the road, and I think that they may use this as an opportunity to uh, you know, come together and start to play well. I think it's a team that's feeling good about itself right now and. You know, maybe some time away will uh, for the circus will uh, allow them to come together as a team. 
And Chris, Brooke Lopez has been an absolute beast lately at 38 points against the Mavs on Wednesday. Uh, from talking to other broadcasters and other people around the league, do you think that Brooke is finally starting to get the national recognition that he deserves as being one of the best centers in the game? Well, I think that came with the All-Star nod. Uh, you know, he when he was left off the All-Star team initially, there was a, almost like a public outcry mm-hmm. uh, to put Brooke Lopez on the All-Star team. And it was... You, know, you felt good for a guy like Lopez because here's a guy who was coming off um, a season-long injury last year. I mean, he only played five games last year with that the foot injury and the stress fracture. And you know, whenever big guys like him have foot injuries, you worry. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's a lot of weight. Those are big feet, and guys rely on their feet so much, and they take such a pounding with that kind of size that you worry about where your career is going to go. I mean, what, what's going to happen? Is it going to be something that's uh, going to stay with me? Is he going to have foot problems? I mean, we've seen so many guys, so many big guys through the years that end up getting foot or ankle problems that are never able to recover from them. So I think it was scary for Brooke. But he came back and worked very hard to, to work his way back from the injury, get himself back into shape, continue to improve as a player, and to make the all-star team I thought was a great accomplishment for him, and to do what he's done this year has been extraordinary, and I think that a lot of the people around the league are starting to recognize that. Now, there are still times where uh, Brooks settles in the perimeter. There are still times when he drifts, and his teammates try and force him to get better position before they give him the ball, and maybe he gets frustrated when he doesn't get the ball. But I think for this team to have success, Brooke Lopez has to be a force inside like he was on Wednesday night when he scored 38 points in Dallas. You know, the Nets established him early, and then Darren Williams took over late. But I think that's sort of the, I think that's sort of the, the strategy this team needs, you know, going forward and winning in the postseason. You know, people always talk about when the postseason game slows down to a half-court game, uh, you know, can you meet the challenge? I think the Nets can play in a half-court as well as anybody in the East I mean, any of the mere mortals in the East. You know, the, <laughs> Miami is sort of like a, at another level. They're playing in a different league. But uh, as far as any of the other matchups are concerned, you know, Brooke it plays a lot into that. And Nets have, Nets have size at every position, including, including Brooke Lopez. And he's kind of a dinosaur. You know, they don't, you don't have those big post-up centers anymore, and Brooke is kind of a throwback in that way. But, you know, he's shown such a – uh, such a growth this year, and he's so skilled. And, you know, Greg Popovich from the Spurs, when the Nets played them, he had a, a great line about Brooke, is that he just he covers so much ground. You don't you look at him, you see all these arms and legs. You don't think it's uh, there's any coordination or any athleticism, but he covers a lot of space very quickly. And uh, I, think he's, I think everybody around the league has taken notice of Brooke this year. Well, another port, important piece of the puzzle for the Nets is Joe Johnson. And, and lately, he hasn't really been producing up to Joe Johnson-type numbers. Uh, do you think that's because maybe he's found his role and maybe he's there just to provide some outside shooting, or do you think they want more out of him coming down the stretch? No, I think, I think a lot of Joe's struggles lately have been that he's, that he's a little banged up. I mean, he's had that sore heel, and he missed three games in a row. He came back for a few games. He had to miss another game. Uh, they had a little break before this trip, and he was able to rest it. He didn't practice, though, until the, the right before that game on Sunday against Atlanta. 
So I, I think Joe is probably hurting a little more than he's even let on. So I think that'll be a big thing down the stretch for the Nets if they can if they can shore up some positioning of where they are. Uh, they'd like to have a chance later on to get some guys some rest. You know, I think Joe needs some rest. I think Gerald Wallace needs some rest. Uh, Darren, we've seen him really come back after getting some rest and getting those platelet injections in his ankles and going on that cleanse diet that he went on during the All-Star break. But I, I think being able to, to clinch things and wrap up and maybe get some, some seeding certainty later on, because that, I think, the rest will help these guys. Uh, you know, Joe is, I think Joe found his role midway through the season, and that was let the game come to him. He's, he's the kind of guy that likes to let the game come to him. He's not going to force himself on the game. But where his role became evident was as a closer late in games, a guy that when you have the lead, you know, midway through the fourth quarter, you're just going to work through him offensively, isolate him against these smaller players that try and guard him, and and let him go to work late in games and try and close the game. Now, what a lot of teams have started to do with Joe Johnson is they've started to put bigger players on him, and they've thrown a lot of double teams at him. And that's and guys like Darren and and Brooke Lopez have benefited from that. You know, even even you know Joe sometimes plays a lot with second unit guys, and you'll see players like Andre Blatch and Keith Bogans and C.J. Watson benefit from all the attention that Joe Joe gets offensively. So. You know, it's been a big story this year about Joe kind of finding his role. He's kind of a laid-back guy. I think it was an issue early. I don't know if it's so much an issue now. I think some of his shooting woes have been because of his heel and, uh, and all the double teams that he's facing. But he's an important part. It's, it's, they're all important parts. They all fit together. And uh, I think if he can get some rest, I think Joe Johnson will be very important in the playoffs. Alex Smith, Matt Sinise, talking to Chris Carino here on one-on-one. Chris, one of the players that you just talked about is Darren Williams, and he, he's really turned things around since the All-Star break. In your opinion, what's been the biggest difference in this Darren Williams as opposed to the one we saw in the first half? Well, very much what we were just talking about with Joe Johnson. I think Darren's, Darren's feeling better. You know, I think his, his ankles were really hurting him. I mean, here's a guy who hadn't dunked all year, um, was not getting much lift on his shots, was really struggling with a shot. And Darren's a, Darren's a confidence-type player. He's, he's making shots, and he's feeling confident. It extends to the whole team, and it extends to the whole game. And I think early on in the year, he wasn't playing with that kind of confidence. It was bringing everybody down. But I think a lot of it was physical. And I think when he got the chance to rest before the All-Star break, he got the, 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 plate, the, the plasma platelet treatment in his ankles. Mm-hmm. Um, and he went on that cleanse diet. I think conditioning was important too. He went on that cleanse diet. He looked like he, he looks about ten pounds lighter in the second half of the season. Uh, and he and it's just he's playing with so much more life and bounce. I mean, you can tell when Darren hits that hard crossover into a pull up. Uh, when he's defending, keeping his, the smaller guards out of the paint like he's been doing recently, uh, you know that he's feeling better. And I think that him feeling better has had all to do with his turnaround and you know we saw it happen on Wednesday night 31 points but his defense uh in in keeping guys out of the paint and and really getting up into players defending the pick and roll it set a, a great tone and you know Darren played like a playmaker early in that game got guys like Lopez and Blatch offensively going and then late in the, in the fourth quarter he took over started feeling it and we 
you know, you know his, his jump shot has been so vastly improved over the second half of the year. You saw what he did again in that game against Washington when he made the nine threes in the mm-hmm. first half and 11 in the game. And, you know, I think if that's the kind of Darren Williams the Nets are going to get, the Nets are a tough out in the playoffs. That's certainly true. Uh, one, one more question before we let you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've talked a lot about team resting. They need to get healthy. How important do you think it is to them to go after the division title? They're only one and a half back of the Knicks. Or do you think they're more focused on just getting healthy for the playoffs? Well, you know, that's a good question. It's, it's something that I'm sure P.J. Carlissimo is, is battling with in his mind right now. I, I think they'd really like to win the division. I think they'd like to get a, one of the top seeds. I think they'd like to get either the, the, the two or the three seed in the East because at least then you avoid Miami until the conference finals. I think that's, that's really important. And uh, so I think they'll go after that, but I think they'll be smart. I think they'll, they'll recognize whether or not guys need rest. Maybe certain guys need rest. Maybe you, 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 you pick some spots and give some of the guys a little more banged up rest in, with depending on the matchup and in, depending on if it's a second of a back-to-back and that sort of thing. But, I, you know, it's, it's, it's rest versus reward, and it's something that coaches all go through at this time of year. And, uh, but I do think the Nets would like to win the division. I, I really think they'd like to finish in that, in that second or third spot. I think that's pretty important because that can determine how far you go in the playoffs. And I think this is a team that you can say what you will. I think they have their eyes set on the conference finals, and I think ownership has their eyes set on the conference finals, and I think that would be – I think they'd be disappointed if they don't get there. Chris Carino, the radio voice of the Nets on WFAN and a WFUV alum. Chris, great stuff, and uh, thank you so much for coming on with us today. All right, guys. My pleasure. Take care, guys.